This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, what do I call you? Mr. Death? Death? Boss? Not yet. I'm Kevin. You will see this old man who looks similar to what Mithrin used to look like, but about 15 years older. And you will see that his entire hand is just basically one giant fan brace, all just armored to, like, the nth degree. But he looks you right in the eye and he says, Well met. I'm Gloria. First, let me introduce myself. I'm Carl. And I'm Tinsy, and a despotic DM of Death Before Dishonor. Dastardly dashing ahead with all sorts of freeform creative ideas on the fly. Beauty is a D&D. Can't end the story. It goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And I'm Tinsian and Disgruntled. <laughs> yes, and today is Friday, the 8th of January, a brand new year for us, and it's episode 175? 79! 179 in a not-at-all-weekly series featuring a group of friends. Hosted by the Great Area Podcast. So, we've encountered some uh, some snafus the last month or two. I'm going to let Tinzian tell you a little bit about that, but uh, I've been traveling and working uh, on Fridays lately, so Tinzian has graciously taken over the uh, role of broadcaster, and it's been an a interesting um, technological wonder wondrous journey for both he and I uh, as he's done that. So... Had a little technological error uh, happening where we've lost some episodes, but uh, I don't know where we are because it's been months. So I'm like, do you catch us up on where we are currently, Dungeon Master? Go and do that. Well, um, as I posted, uh, we had three episodes. One of them was kind of crap. One of them was really awesome. I love it when you're so honest. And then we had a, a Midland one. Well, the audio issues for that first one were difficult. Part of the problem was uh, I did not hit save on the episodes or the proper button for open broadcaster and then didn't go into Twitch soon enough to grab the episode. So they were lost. But here's the benefit of it because uh, there's going to be a slate to um, you also realized that the second you said that, I, I, snuck, I snuck the record button in, which I had not hit until you said that. <laughs> um, I mean, nothing to see here. Move on. So do we have to redo the beginning again? or? <laughs> no, I'll grab it up to it later. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> oh. Recording now. Um, for those wondering, the tropical storm in the background is apparently Florian in his bathroom. Um, he's got a sick kid, so I think he's trying to hide out there. Is that what you think? Possibly, possibly hiding under the tub or in the tub. So, anyways, um, in the last couple of episodes, the wonder of Cesarville, or whatever he's calling it, um, happened. Cesar went over the wall, discovered his reward from the Green Dragon Empress, which was essentially a large vault of gold and uh, other wonderful treasures. He grew a beard. Yeah, he did. Xanatari and Carl kind of chickened out for a while, sat outside, <laughs> tried to figure they could get Cesar to come back. They weren't quite sure if there was magic involved or not. 
Um, but they found that everything belongs to Cesar in there. So they were tossing in rocks, and rocks would roll up to Cesar, and then they tried messaging him on the rocks and sticks and finally tied ropes to each other, and uh, Carl was the brave one. So, Carl, you get 200 experience points for being brave and lying on Xanatari and a tree to back you up in the event that you rolled into Cesar. I believe, actually, that um, you did roll directly into Cesar at one point for going back and convincing Xanatari to climb over the wall. Cesar, in the meantime, went down. Um, essentially, top layer is all statues and other fine um, works to that, which is Cesar. Found a large gold cavern, a few other rooms. But where we're going to pick up is part way into the third episode that was lost. Cesar's explored a couple rooms, and he's come across what looks like a large um, plan for an airship on the wall. Partially covered in shadow, so only portion can be seen. He's figured out that there is um, a way to lower the drawing, but hasn't done so yet. Xanatari and Carl have since joined him down below. So, kind of a lot of miscellaneous crap happened, but... And don't forget about Winter's mother. That's not miscellaneous. That's we're, not... We're, this is beforehand, so we're oh, going to cover that. Okay. We'll cover that in a little bit and then pick up. It's kind spoilers. of... Spoilers! Yes. Yes. Spoiler, sweetie. <laughs> or is whatever it is, Rivers. Hello, sweetie. Whatever, however she says, spoilers, whatever. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of cover some old base and then pick up because I didn't like how I ended the third episode. <laughs> oh, I see. It's redacted. Time. This is really that what that's about, is you just want to redact your episode. What is well, this, that, a comic one, book? Well, I want to redact that one part, but I thought the rest of the episode was good enough that it's got some things in there that should probably play out. If they do, they do. If they don't, well... At least there's something going on on the airways. Um, so, uh, Carl, you've seen the golems hauling gold around. You've kind of wandered around a bit. Any feedback from you that you wish to comment on as you finally catch up to Cesar? Um. There yet, I think I need a few moments to recall <laughs> what was really going on. I think at last um, I remembered Carl was pulling maybe some random levers and and uh, rope pulleys to figure out how they what they're doing. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna go off and try to help Cesar lower stuff. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Xanatari, uh, Cesar to this point has largely been ignoring you two because he's in his own wonderland. Mm-hmm. You finally catch up to him, any sort of browbeating you wish to do. Well, if I recall one of the episodes, uh, there was some kind of noise like outside, and we were heading towards that noise to see what, was that, what that was about. So uh, is Xanatari still going to be kind of on alert in case... One of Caesar's fantasies includes being eaten by zombies, um, okay. and 
I mean, I'll be interested because I do remember the airship being kind of key to certain uh, times during our travels. And but but Xantar is not at all technological, so she's gonna just want to watch and help out if there's any kind of lifting or you know manual stuff that she can do. Okay, um, the noise is often another part of the cavern. Doesn't seem like it's coming close, but if you wanted to go explore, you can do that. No, as well. I really don't want to go off by myself in the middle of Caesar's dream world and explore strange noises. Okay. There's so very many reasons that I just can't go in. Check out that nook and that cranny over there. That's right. Look at that darkened <laughs> corner. The other thing is, um, you guys rolled to, or at least you did, Zanatar, you rolled to see if this was all an illusion. And um, it does not appear to be any sort of mind control magic or illusion taking place in this particular area. Okay. Okay, Cesar, you have before you a very large, massive engineering diagram, blueprints, Mm -hmm. however, whatever the proper term is, hanging on the wall before you. Schematic. Um, It bears... Partially your signature, partially the blotted out signature of someone else. Um, does not look to be like a malicious thing, but perhaps a good bit of wine was spilled on that particular spot. And whoever it was is lost either to time or will be lost in time or some other temporal mismatch will occur. Mysterious. Yes. So, um, you can only see part of it. I think that uh, you were going to try and lower it down a little bit. Yep. But um, in the past, so in the present, what would you like to do? That's exactly what I would like to do. I want to get a closer look at this schematic past or present. Cesar's still very interested in this kind of thing. and He's seen the opulence of this place. Now he wants to get into the, this kind of detail because that's what he lives for. Um, so he's gonna see how simple or complicated it is to get that down and then take a look. Okay. Uh, going off into one of, one of the corner areas, you find that there is a, uh, crank and stuff that you're able to use to lower. Right. And at the same time, Florine can observe the wonderfully smooth, smoothly functioning uh, mechanical engineering that is taking place here. So, um, off in the distance, you hear ropes, chains, all that other nonsense happening as counterweights kick in. And the schematic is lowered to about three feet off of the ground. And we're talking something probably about 20 feet high by, yeah. you know, 60 feet long. It's pretty pretty massive. Does there seem to be a way to easily inspect the upper reaches of it, aside from like literally lowering it onto the floor and walking on it? There appears to be, off on one side, sort of large pantry or closet doors that open up and one of the library type of um, ladders is there okay. that can pull out and be engaged into okay. a track above. Well, there's a lot to look at, so he'll just look at what he can reach and see from the ground and just at least do a sort of a general, maybe a slow walk down the length of it, see if anything stands out and anything catches his eye, that kind of thing. Okay. A uh, couple formula that are there are entirely nothing that you have seen before to this date. 
Some are in your handwriting, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. But it looks like your handwriting in drawing style is a good 80%. But there's some um, engine work and propulsion stuff that is clearly not yours. Okay. But it does look to be an airship. It does have certain markings on it. And both you and Xanatari can tell, at least from the drawing of the backside of the ship, that it was the one that um, dropped off Rivers. Um, sorry, not... Uh, winter. Winter. Dropped off Winter. And has been seen a couple other times, especially during the Orc invasion. Got it. Uh, yep, this is uh, definitely the airship we've we've seen before. And uh, it would look like it is mostly of, of my design. Again, however that might happen. Um, it's quite a quite a feat. It's, uh, there are some bits here I don't quite understand, at least not without further study. They seem to be put into place by someone else. So I don't know who that would be, but it's uh, something to think about. Uh, Zenitari would ask him about the ship uh, wanting to know, you know, well, Cesar, does that mean that the ship that came and dropped Winter off and that we've seen, you know, at various key points when we are exploring is actually a product of your imagination instead of sent by some other people? Well, uh, like I said, I, I, I can't speak to um, uh, 20% of this, uh, roughly. It doesn't seem to be from me, my handwriting, and, and my style. Um, the other part at least seems to be something I could conceivably come up with, and it, it seems to be penned by me. It has some, sort of, you know, some of the telltale signs of some of the things I've drawn up. I don't remember doing it, so uh, I, I, it's not occurred in my past. Uh, so I can't say for sure that it was me. It may be a, a convincing fake. I, I don't know. As for the intent behind it, uh, I, I can't speak to that either. All I can go by is what I'm seeing here, and it looks like it could conceivably be something that I will have created. Will have created. Okay. Interesting. Um, Zenitari is curious about who this 20% person could be, but uh, obviously we haven't discovered them yet, so she's just going to keep an eye out in case... Cesar has some kind of unexpected wife. Okay. Um, there is a notation, um, looks to be some sort of storage area. Um, there's a note that's tagged to the bottom. It seems to fit one of the door markers that, kind of the numbering that is used down here in this vault. Okay. Uh, what does it say? Do you want us to roll? Because I don't have any dice, but I will roll. No, it's just some number that, given enough time, you would find. Because Ezra's been looking around, so he's he's noticed the numbers above the doors. Okay. So it's just another storage bay that's somewhere down here, presumably. Okay. Well, I'm all about discovering more things. Uh, so okay. I would like to try to... Is it close by? Is the number close to the kind of the digits we're looking at right now in the same, you know. Yeah. It's off it's off towards the noise. Okay. Oh. Uh yeah. 
Um, Carl, any comments from you? If it's totally nice and um, Santari wants to go this way, uh, Carl will accompany her. her. (laughs) Okay. Heading off, you encounter the room before you encounter, or you encounter the door before you encounter the noise. Do you want to roll for anything beforehand? I'm not that good at checking for traps, so I'm going to look at Cesar, and I assume he's come with us, but I don't know for sure. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm going to look at Cesar and say, um, well, since this is is your corridor, um, maybe you want to check and see if you've decided to trap this area and keep yourself out. Ooh, that would be fun to find. Let me see if I can find anything. Okay. Uh... 13 plus 19, 20, or 32. Okay. Um, somewhere along the line, you've probably thought of some kind of really bad fate that you could put somebody in using all of your mechanical engineering skills. Well, you found it. However, it's probably by a factor of three. Is this like giving yourself where things start to roll and then other things <laughs> come out, and then eventually a giant cage comes down? No, it's just the giant ball from Temple of Doom. <laughs> either really the small. it's either the it's either the giant ball or the door kind of folds inwards and smushes you between it. Oh. You know, some peanut butter jelly time. But uh, I don't know what what would Caesar what would Caesar inflict upon his worst his worst enemy or his worst fear be as some mechanical annihilation. Um, into door form. Into door form. Or a trap form or whatever. Explain right. this trap. Um, well, basically, when you reach out to open the door, um, as soon as you come in contact with the handle, uh, a manacle comes out and basically clips you to the door. Great. And then uh, the floor below you, like the sort of like a doormat size portion of the floor starts to sink and under that under that um, portion is a uh, basically a pool of acid but the floor sinks like interminably slowly <laughs> same time you really appreciate mm-hmm. every <laughs> and then there's like these little like hidden arrow traps across the hall that like shoot out just like little Darts and arrows and that kind of thing. Nothing to kill, but maybe some so of them have... you're annoyed to death while you're being acidized? Yeah, some of them have, like, specific types of poison. And on the other side, like, next to the door, there's a um, uh, sort of a cavity that's hidden that opens up and a bunch of bees fly out. <laughs> really mad bees. And probably something that, you know, as the bees encounter the vapors from the thing, they explode in the fireball. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. What I love Good. about this is is, we're, is Florian is in the bathroom recording, and all you can see is, like, his picture, which he's put up for his icon. And it's him looking to the side, but he looks really pissed. So, like, while, <laughs> while we're telling these stories and everything, Florian just, like, looks like, oh, you guys, my God. All I see is that stuffed octopus thing. Yeah, that's all I see too. Oh, is a stuffed octopus. I see octopus. a picture of Carl uh, looking sideways, Ooh. looking back. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it just adds to the uh, ambiance. 
Well, um, Cesar, because you invented it, you find a very easy way to disarm it. Mm-hmm. At least, at least it wasn't the dreaded trap that, you know, as you reach towards the door, feathers come out and tickle your hand or something, you know, <laughs> horrible and diabolical like that. Because so embarrassing. Yes. You know, or it just kind of slaps your hand and goes no. <laughs> a giant Justin Bieber album pops out from the door. Mm. Property of, and then it magically fills in the name yes. of whoever opened the door. Yes. Exactly. I think it'd be a Justin Bieber body pillow, though. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Opening up the door, uh, you enter another large cavern. This one is dominated by lots of light globes, but there is a gigantic redwood type of tree. That has been harvested and is laying on its side, sort of suspended up by um, carrying straps. Like it would be a battering ram kind of thing? Um, could be fashioned into the keel of the airship. Oh, okay. Ah, it doesn't look like we got too far. <laughs> hmm. Roll a perception check, please. I got 31. Okay. Want me to roll for you? Yes, please. Three plus whatever. 19, so yeah. Okay, Carl. 12. <laughs> 12 total. Okay. Um, at least two of you notice that there is something moving about the tree. Like some something something will kind of pop out of the tree, look, and then pop back in, squirrel! and then appear somewhere else. <laughs> oh, a squirrel! I'm really yes, hungry. Squirrel, uh, say it again. <laughs> squirrel. Yes. Months have been spent leading up to just getting Carl to be able to say that. Squirrel. Excellent. <laughs> Good time. Okay, well, Xantar is going to assume that this is just part of Cesar's dream because he loves squirrels. Clearly, he rides on one. Um, maybe this is just a, like, manifestation of his <laughs> squirrel love. So she won't pay it any mind. Okay. Um, Cesar, you yes. see that it looks like a face or a head that comes popping out. Like a humanoid face? Yes. Okay, that's just sick. Kind of quasi quasi elvish, um, sort of thing. Hey, who who's there? You hear a voice in your head, like unlike usual. <laughs> well, a this, different voice in your head. <laughs> this 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 one's not speaking common. Okay, what is it speaking? Something that you're not too familiar with. I don't even know what I know. Let's Is it Elvish? I speak Elvish. I don't. I don't think. What do I speak? Isn't that supposed to be on here? Oh, yes, well. It it's whatever it's it is. It's not left. that. Okay. Xanatari, hmm? you hear something in very broken Elvish. What's it say? Um, go away. This is mine. <laughs> it's a seagull. Um, I would turn to Cesar and say, uh, what is that? Because it's talking to me. Squirrels don't talk. What? I I don't know what it is. I just heard a bunch of gibberish. 
it, it's claiming this tree for its own and telling us to go away. It's very rude. It I... is a female voice of some kind. Oh. Ew. Time to, time to turn on the charm. <laughs> uh, excuse me, madam. Um, why don't you uh come on out? Let's uh let's have a chat, you and I. Okay, I'm sorry. How do you translate that? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, get out here. Stuff your lip. <laughs> also, I have many STDs. <laughs> this man. <laughs> you don't want to talk to this man. Says her, whatever she's saying sounds really, really good. Oh, yeah. You know, clearly, Xanatari has your best best interests. Mm-hmm. She's working right. it for me. Yep. Wing wing woman. Um. The form comes up closer. Um, along the length of the tree, and again, looks out at the three of you. It looks to be like it's some sort of ghost, but it's somewhat off-greenish, and the hair looks like leaves. Uh-huh. Do, do I know what it is? Do you have nature skill? Not, not, uh, whatever that is. Trained, not trained. Okay, do you want to roll for it? Do you want to sure. have, uh, oh, you do. do you want to have, do you want to have Carl try to figure out some way to translate punches into nature skill, or? <laughs> I have nature, but I'm not rolling, because I think this is too good. Well, I mean, you would know what it is. <laughs> like, willfully ignorant. I will not think about what this is. <laughs> I will not think about it. <laughs> I shall withhold the too much well, information. I, roll, I rolled a one, so I probably don't know what it is. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to hold that one. You, you have, like, one on each of us now. This isn't right. Well, you know. One of these days, we're going to have a really bad battle. Yep. <laughs> okay, um... Cesar, that's a that's a really nice... Um, tree trunk. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe it could be a little too much of the wine that you've had walking down here. It is really good stuff. But that is your tree because it's here. Yep. Okay. What is it for real? Out of character? Out of character? It's a dryad. Okay. Oh, I thought so. Basically, um, whoever, whoever harvested the tree killed the dryad at the same time, but um, it was old enough and strong enough and, you know, in some sort of magical area long enough that it's sustained the dryad as a ghost. Got you. Okay. Um, does everyone just kind of back out of the corridor and let it be that, or do you want to cause some... Hell no. I'm, I'm going to tell it that this man is the owner of this entire world, and this is his tree. Okay. Um, Cesar, there's a lot of gobbledygook, but then this form comes darting out at you with um, what appears to be two daggers. 
Whoa, 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 I like it rough, but not that rough. <laughs> Diplomacy. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, he'll attack it if it's coming at him with two daggers, or at least attempt to. Okay. Alrighty, so it is lunging at you from above, because they're kind of doing a diving thing. Uh, it will strike you pretty quick, but since you're aware of it, I'm not going to have it do a surprise attack. So go ahead and roll a 1d20. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do above or below 10? Above. Okay. 12. Okay. Go ahead and set yourself for a course of action. Um, so it's flying down at me? Yeah. Um, he'll sort of kneel backwards, like on one knee, and pull out his crossbow. Um, randomly choose what a bolt, just quickly. So maybe I'll just roll for that for my powers. And uh, shoot upwards at it, you know, sort of kneeling down, aiming up at whatever I roll here. Let's pick from these. Let's roll this. Let's see which one I did. Nine. Which one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, smoke powder blast. It's a daily. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's what he randomly picked. Uh, it's versus reflex. I rolled a 16 plus 19. That's what, 35? Okay. And uh, if it hits, it deals a bunch of damage, and it catches it on fire. <laughs> oh, the dryad will love it. And then if if Carl or Xanatari are adjacent to it, which it's in the air, so I don't know if that's true or not. If so, they can make a basic attack against it. Okay. All right. So do you? Is it sort of a time delayed thing where it's just no? It just do... does it just damage. It's basically a, a made of black powder, so it explodes, um, targeting the creature. And like I said, it catches it on fire, and I guess it kind of confuses it. So if there's a ally adjacent, they can attack it right then. Okay. The bolt launches flies through the ghost thing. Okay. But on the other end, about a foot away, detonates, and um, the trajectory of the ghost does not change. Okay. But there's screaming, and all of a sudden you see these spectral flames shoot up. The actual flames appear to have had no effect. But now there's... Looks like there's fire wrapped around this ghost. Great. <laughs> And clearly it suddenly seems like it's screaming in pain. Sweet. Okay. But it's still falling at me. Yeah, well, gravity does that. Yep. Cool. Physics. Um, Florian. What does Carl do? Or if anything. Oh, he'll appropriately try to um, intercept it. Does it uh, look obviously female to him? Yes. Okay, so he's not going to do something <laughs> especially violent. <laughs> so what <laughs> Carl's going to do is uh, leave into the air and at the same time that um, Cesar unleashes his bolt and 
basically try to tackle her mid-air and uh, grab her wrists. So he hasn't yet realized that she's uh, immaterial, so he try to grab both her hands and, well, okay. keep daggers for her. Using the dance of the stinging hornet and counter power. <laughs> okay. And what does that do? Basically, um, lets me do uh, a melee against against a melee. Um, um, it's uh, it's a mess. Until I can hit a target, even if it's um, would be out of melee reach afterwards. Okay. And uh, uh, well, deal damage. And immobilize the target. If okay. I hit. Um, you jump right, but go through the ghost. But as you do so, you see in your head a image of a large grove of redwoods. You see this dryad taking care of um, the trees. And then some sort of shadow or whatever very large thing comes in and the next thing that you see is everything going from a regular color to black and white and it looks like either the tree is being dragged away or she is being dragged away but the entire grove has been destroyed and then as you continue on you are now heading towards the um, the tree. Okay, so Carl's gonna hit the tree basically next? Yeah. Okay, so that's probably what happens. <laughs> and he'll try to uh, hold on to the bark. Okay. I'll, I'll make it somewhat of a graceful yeah. landing so you don't take damage or go splat, but you know, you're gonna hang there for a moment. Max's okay. neck. Dead. Next. <laughs> Remember that one? Dead. Next. Yeah, that's about right. He's got all these ones. We could just all... Next thing, he'll see before we're walking down the steps or something, right? It'll be a tragic fall. Somewhere very inglorious. Oh, by the way, Cesar, um, just so you know that the one of the golems nearby has realized that there is activity going on and therefore has started to bring over a tray of drinks. <laughs> Nice. Okay, in, in case in case you get parched, uh, Zanatari. Yes. Fla uh, flaming flaming ghost heading to the ground. Okay. Well, the flaming ghost. Uh, can I get some kind of a assessment on, like, is this dying or is it just a uh, kind of, you know, a flush wound? Is does it does she look like she's really? It's a ghost screaming in spectral fire that went from piss to um, screaming in spectral fire. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's already a but ghost. But she's not going, I'm melting, I'm melting, or anything like that. I can't believe you killed me! No, the, the, the Elvish is clearly you know, not in a mindset to be focusing on, on, on Elvish right now. Okay. Um, but clearly it took your notice to heart that um, Cesar rules the world and responded accordingly. <laughs> I see. Yes. Um, okay, well, 
I mean, I have the Xanatari would like to fight it, but she everything she has involves rain and wind, and so I, I guess the only thing I can do is something wind-like. I can do thundering wind, um, which will maybe make the flames worse if spectral fire has any kind of correlation to real fire. Um, Admit it, you just want to dump water on the head. I could conjure it. a cup of water and dump that on her, but that's for the end when she's laying on the floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll... I'll I, I don't want to kill her. I mean, I feel kind of bad, but I'll roll to to hit if, if, uh, if Cesar will roll. Okay. Cesar, go ahead and roll for... 16. Okay. Uh, 28 versus AC. Okay. Um, you hit, and uh, there is a moment where it looks like nothing happens, but the eyes go even wider on this ghost, and it is um, fully emoliated. Just the, the fire gets even bigger. Okay. fire. <laughs> and there is a silent just splat of this form onto the ground. Okay, now I'm going to use my minor action and summon a cup, bowl, whatever, of water and, have okay. it and dump it upside down. Okay. Um, pavement gets wet. <laughs> it doesn't hit her? It just kind of seems to go right through her. Okay. Well, that's it. Okay. So, uh, flaming, unmoving ghost in the ground. Anybody just want to do anything or just slowly back up and close the door and let somebody Walk else away. figure it out? Away. Uh, Cesar will put his crossbow back on his back and he'll take a drink from the approaching golem. Okay. Um, ah! The spectral firelight, um goes nicely with the overall wood theme and glow stuff. It's not exactly a horrific green. <laughs> it's probably kind of a high where nice hmm. summertime perhaps <laughs> a little aperitif. A little, a little a little a little seasonal uh blue green kind of tinge to it could could look nice. Um but uh, your golems do not notice that there is a mess on the ground and therefore do not move to sweep and clean it out of the way. Despite okay. whatever twitches may or may not be happening from the figure. <laughs> Xanatari turns to Cesar and says, this is what happens when you proposition things. Hey, you must not have gotten across my, uh, my, my tone very well. I thought you uh, sounded pretty good, but... You just don't have this touch. <laughs> Thank goodness you keep your touch to yourself. Okay. What would you all like to do? Get away from Southern So the ghost isn't moving anymore? Mm, there seems to be some nervously induced twitching here and there that's random, but it's just kind of uh -huh. lying, lying there, spectrally on fire. Carl's gonna walk up to the ghost and go, uh, "Oh, is 
excuse me, miss, we didn't plan to um, disturb you. Is there any way we can help you not being on fire anymore? Oh, Dad. Um, a finger kind of spasms. Is it a and... finger? No. no. <laughs> Touches the ground, and um, because there's enough sort of an open space, a small, tiny little um, shoot appears from the ground. Um, Miss Santari, can you conjure up some water for the for the shoot? Sure, Santari. We'll take one of the, the cups on the tray of the golem and dump it upside down. Okay. Okay, you you have just watered it with the finest of champagne. Oh, Very good. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna do that, but I was like, uh... okay. FYI, so. fifty thousand points for Carl for saying incorporeal in English. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't have the hallmark of squirrel to it, but still, well done. Pretty good word when it's not your native language. Mm-hmm. What is that in German, anyways? Incorporeal? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think it's a direct translation. Also, um, immaterial I, I would would be really translated to well, uh, immateriell. <laughs> so, there you go. Pretty similar word. Mm, also, okay. oh, uh, incorporeal would be a uh, körperlos. So, yeah, that's a word, but it's rather on the rare side. Hmm, okay. I wasn't sure if it was sort of like on the Nordic side where it's some, you know, 19-letter <laughs> thing with every <laughs> symbol on the keyboard <laughs> attached to it. It's not Atlantic, <laughs> it's German. Okay. All right, so Xanatari got bored, is heading out. Cesar, what do you want to do? Stomp um, on the shoot or just follow after and then figure it out later or Um No he'll um he'll take a quick stroll down the length of the the giant tree just to see if any work has been done or just to sort of take a look, see if there's anything else in the room and then head back out. Uh a couple marks here and there, um for both length and um test to see if there's any hollow areas. Any rot. But so far, not. Okay. Carl? So, as Santari um, dumped the liquid, I guess, on the shoot, uh, did it do anything to the triad? Um, to the flaming one, no, but it is fading out. Um, the shoot possibly should not drive for at least eight hours at this point in time, and we may need to see ID if there's further alcohol involved. Okay, so, but the uh, triad is uh, still uh, still on flame and still dying, basically? Still on flame, but very hard to see. It's sort of fading out. Okay, uh, Carl feels, looks really sad and says, I don't think we had to kill it. It seemed to be at home and sad that 
its trees was was cut down. Mr. Sarsa, why why did you or your future self do such a thing? Couldn't you ask if this tree was occupied? I can't say that I cut this tree down, and you can't either. Who knows who cut this tree down? Maybe, maybe it was future you. I think, I think you have some things to think about there, Carl. Shame on you. Oh my. I missed this. Okay. It's okay. I he pats him on the back. I'll, I'll forgive you. Sorry, <laughs> mm. says nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, Sinatari, the noise if you go wandering back outside is down the next tunnel. Okay. Uh, she proceeds to the next tunnel. Okay. Long tunnel. Um, doesn't look like it is part of the original construction of this place. Okay. But there's a door at the far end. Okay. I'm going to turn to Zezer again and say, hey, have any more of those creative traps that you might have put in here? Oh, oh, let's see. Let's see. Eight plus, what is it, 19, 27? Are there? Um, yep. Okay. It's, it's one of those, um, I think it was in one, what was it? I don't watch scary movies, but I feel like I saw this clip from one. It was from like, what was it? House on the Haunted Hill or Haunted House on the Hill or something. There's this giant fireplace and there's this huge pendulum blade that like cuts somebody in half. I don't know. It's that. It's not a fireplace, but it's just this huge pendulum up in the ceiling that if you trigger it, it just swings down and just destroys you. It sounds a little Indiana Jones, uh, The Last Crusade, you know. Not as, like, not as, like, precise and, like, quick and fast as that. It's just this huge, heavy, giant pendulum blade. Gotcha. Where are there no traps that involve sandwiches getting stuffed in your mouth? That's what the golems are for. Oh, wow. See? And there comes one with a sandwich, and it tries to <laughs> shove it in her face. So I accept the sandwich and says, rrr, 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 rrr. Okay. Carl, are you joining them, or are you um, going to keep pondering the mysteries of life? <laughs> your future of uh, your future <laughs> Carl's gonna bow down and had to shoot tenderly and say, I, I'll try to protect you for, from them, and then follow them at the other bus. Okay. All right. Well, who gets to the door first? Well, I checked it for traps, so probably me. Okay. Alrighty. So, go ahead, open it up as you wish. Great. Now, not being part of the normal construction, um, as you open the door, but before you move in, because I'm not collecting my one yet, a large pendulum on the other side of the door goes sliding through. Whoa. And a dart that is poorly calibrated um, ricochets off the wall by your head. Bing! 
Whoa! That was a close one. Uh, guys, you might want to watch your step around here. <laughs> might be a good idea. Um, there is one other problem that suddenly, uh, it looks like a Bigby's hand. A baby's hand? Bigby. Like Bigby's, one of the Bigby spells. Bigby's oh. floating hand got it. type thing. I was um, going to say, this got dark real quick. Yeah, oh. baby's hands. <laughs> a spectral hand comes around the corner and has a pie in it, which squarely falls into your face. What kind of pie? <laughs> what is Cesar's most unfavorite cream pie? Uh, probably Licorice. lemon meringue. I'm trying to walk over and scoop with one finger a bit of the lemon meringue. Eat it. It's warm. Wonderful. Okay. Alrighty. But it is probably the best lemon meringue pie you've ever had. <laughs> so, walking in, it looks to be some sort of kennel type area for either anything from horses all the way up to smaller creatures, such as dogs, cats, that sort of deal. Off in one corner, um, there are side panels to boxes, sanitary, that look strikingly familiar to um, what you got winter out of. Okay. Well, considering that the airship is here and the boxes are here, this is going to be an easy puzzle to solve. Okay. Uh, winter seems especially happy, but there is no apparent source of the noise that you are hearing. Sort of an echo, maybe of things to come. It's one of those wibbly-wobbly things that happen around here, but, um, this place doesn't seem prepared to host a vast amount yet, or doesn't seem to have been used quite yet. Uh, don't mean don't mean for the pond, but it's appropriate. It seems like it's a pet project in progress. Uh-huh. But um, winter does seem to be comfortable here. Okay, good. Well, I will let winter go first and sniff around and do whatever he's doing. Okay. Says so a roll a perception check, please. For myself. Yep. Uh, twelve plus nineteen, thirty-one. Okay. There is a room off to the side. Um, You've sort of figured out what the sound is. Okay. But uh, it seems like there's something hitting something else, but the acoustics are a little bit wrong. So you're kind of hearing an echo out here. Something hitting something else. Isn't that the origin of all sounds? It is, but you can't tell what's hitting what. Okay. But the echo is a lot louder than it should be. Okay. Uh, well, Zenitra no, wants it, to be prepared in case it turns out to be, you know, some kind of crazy thing. So she's going to have her short, her short sword out and her shield ready. Okay. Florian? Carl's gonna have a look at the room and then um, Gleaver's throat forms uh, his hands to a cup 
uh, he and speaks through it and says, uh, excuse me, if there's anyone listening, we are not going to, to harm you. I think one of us, even as the owner of the place, could you please come out and not attack us? Okay. Nothing happens in response to that. So, Carl's gonna shrug and uh, well, stand near um, Cesar and Centauri and looks towards the noise. Okay. Cesar? Um, to be honest, even though he just almost got chopped in half and darted by who knows what, he feels pretty confident in this place, pretty at ease and comfortable. So I think he's going to go up and open the, the door. Okay. As you open the door, a large number of thin cylinders come rolling out, um, kind of like a watery wave of metallic cylinders. Mm-hmm. Looking inside, you see that there's um, seems to be a very nice-looking office, a bunch of different doors here and there. But the entire place is filled with these cylinders. Okay. Um, they're kind. Of, they're made of brass. Okay. Different sort of metal. And are they like short or long or? Mm, probably about a half foot. Okay. And every once in a while, um, a new one comes shooting out of a tube, and strikes a gong. But the gong is pretty buried. So it's causing this really weird sound instead of a you know a good firm gong yeah. sound, causing else, and then it falls in right. But they okay. sort of they, they sort of look like miniature versions of the um, bank teller containers that they send through the pneumatic tubes. Oh, so that thick? Okay. Well, not th- not that thick, but if you're looking for kind of an analog. Okay, so they're not just like solid brass. Um. They look like solid brass, but you can tell that there's a way to open them. Okay. Uh, he'll pick up one at his feet and try to open it. Okay. It is appears to be um, written by something, not human. Perhaps what one does? of your golems or whatever. What, or what even... Hmm? What, a, what appears in, to be in, Inside there's a message. Oh. Just like on paper or whatever? Yep. So okay. It, could be either a golem or some sort of automatic writing quill or something along those lines, but it's too... The writing's too good. Is it in common? Yes. What does it say? It is a request for help, and um, there is some sort of village that is being devoured. Okay, so that kind of help. Not like, I need help over here lifting this thing. No, it seems to be some sort of warning system. Okay. Um, he'll pick up a few and see if the messages are the same or different. Okay. There's different sorts of messages, same theme, but it's as if they're talking about a series of villages getting eaten. Okay. Like, um, there's, there's one set of messages if you go digging around in one area... They're talking about a village of, you know, something. Okay. 
later on they mention another village that got eaten, but hey, now their village is getting snapped. Okay. Um, he'll try to grab, or he probably can't find the last one that hit the gong because it's just in a pile of them. But he'll get over there and try to wait. He'll wait for the next one and try to spot it. He doesn't have to catch it, but you know, see where it goes and open up the the freshest one. Okay. Whenever that happens. Carl, any response to what's in here so far? Hmm. He'll maybe try to uh, dig the gong free. So, because he's, well, uh, had some experiences with gongs from the monastery, hmm? the color star. So he'd like to, he's interested in how the gong would sound if it wasn't buried in these cases. Okay. The gong has a pretty good indent as if it's been beaten on by these tubes for a while. So it seems pretty well aimed, but uh, you'll work on that. Xanatari, what about you? I'm going to confess that I missed a little bit of what happened other than there's a gong that's somehow in... This okay. room where the I open, from. I open the door because I, I'm feeling confident in this place. And a bunch of these cylinders rolled out, um, like a sort of a wave of them. The the it looks like a kind of a nice office, but it's basically filled with these. They're like canisters, I guess. They're containing some sort of message. They're kind of like the bank teller. And they all say help, help, tube. help. This uh, some some that, variant of that, yeah. Okay. But do we determine some. where the noise is coming from? It's when they sh- they, they apparently sh- every so often they shoot out of somewhere and uh, theoretically they would hit the gong, but it's like sur- it's piled. There's piles of them everywhere. It's just filled, okay. so it can't really be a real gong sound. So it didn't sound like a gong. Got you. Okay. Well, Zanatar is going going to take a look and assume that someone is supposed to be manning this. Like, it seems to me like a place where there's a person that has a job that hasn't been back for a really long time. It's, it's like in, I keep thinking of Ghostbusters and Annie Potts gets the call and then... Right, and then she hits rather the... Than, yeah, rather than hit the button, the thing hits the gong and someone says, we got one! <laughs> exactly, but there's no one here to do that, so they've all no. piled up. Annie Potts left. Um, yes, left. she left. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Egon dying, so... Mm. Anyway. Uh, okay, so... I guess I'm going to look around and see if uh, the person who normally handles this stuff is like maybe dead on the ground or like around in this room because it seems weird that it would be abandoned. Okay, you're gonna need to sort of treat the search like you do for an avalanche victim. You're <laughs> okay. kind of poking, poking through. So they took a nap and then they just were buried in messages and just ended up being stuck here. Yep. Okay. Alrighty, so with that, uh, Zanatari, take us out. Okay, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdefordishonor.com. Find us on iTunes at Death Defor. And, uh, yeah, you can go to bantercast.net if you'd also like to see that and some other shows that we're working on. And hopefully next week we'll have another episode for you at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, which next week will be Friday the 15th. So uh, take a listen for another worldwide adventure. One thing I forgot to mention is at some point in time, Death D4 is going to be moving hosts. So if you notice something going weird with the site, it's probably me doing stuff, but I'll try to let people know. <laughs>